I, I asked the waitress, and the waitress had no idea what I was talking about. She looked at me like I was crazy. And you're like, oh, word. Cool. That's good. <laughs> All right. Okay. Season two, episode seven. Woo. We're here. We're still alive. We're uh, not necessarily thriving. Pat is. Pat's just riding the wave. Oh, yeah. Riding the oil money wave. I'm loving it here. You know, it's a good time. We We love oil money in this household. Yeah. Speaking of old oil money, uh, Chelsea boys, let's just start it off. Let's let's dive right in. Rest uh, in rest in piss, Thomas Tuchel. You won't yeah. be missed. This was a this was a hell of a way to wake up this morning. Let me tell you, because we talked about it what about a month ago, or maybe it was like our right after the round table. Maybe episode two we talked about Tuchel and. The, uh, the American ownership coming in and how it looked like they were trending in the right direction. Mm. Buying talent that fit this Tuchel system. It looked like kind of full speed ahead. And then big UCL loss to Dinamo. We wake up and I, Tuchel is gone. I think it's insane. That yeah, is it justified? No. God, no. I don't think so. Yeah, I, absolutely, I would not. agree. I think I think managers go through like rough patches. Teams go through rough patches. Like, dude, fucking Frank Lampard still has a job. Yeah, and you fired Thomas yeah. Tuchel after after a rough seven games. Seven games. I and and I think the amount of money put into a Tuchel side, three hundred million dollars spent this season in, uh, it, which landed them. Pretty much neck and neck with United for overall net spend this year, mm-hmm. um, in a record-breaking year where 1.9 billion dollars is spent in the transfer window. Uh, you put a ton of talent back into the side. Has it panned out quite yet? No. It feels extremely rushed. It feels worse than Bournemouth. Um, it, it honestly is mind blowing how you bring in Aubameyang put him in for one game after there's an established relationship. That's fucking hilarious. An, an extra ton of money mm. to his side. And then, yeah, your services are no longer needed. It makes no sense. Aubameyang saying that he was like excited to get to play with Tuchel again, play under Tuchel again, and then Tuchel getting sacked the next day. Pretty funny. Um, huh. I mean, Ch- Chelsea too were... There were six in the Premier League, five points off top. Yeah, it's not even. It's not like they're having a terrible start. Um, I mean, just uh, to go back to the spending for a second, because this this might be my hot take of the episode. I actually don't think Chelsea bought that well. I don't think that Bowley really gave Tuchel. I'm on like, your side here. The pieces that he needed to like really succeed. Aubameyang is pretty past it. He bought him, you know, thirty thousand defenders. And yep. didn't really improve the side in any areas that like needed improvement. They brought in Cucarella. They had overpriced. They had Ben Chilwell. Yep. Koulibaly, decent signing, hasn't been that good. There's no midfield help for them. Mason Mount has looked abysmal as to, at the start of this season. They don't have a striker really, like a proven one. I mean, they have a Bamiyang and. Sure, say what you want mm-hmm. about Aubameyang. He is he, he can score goals. He'll do the thing, I guess. But he's not like that top class center forward. He's not, you know, Liverpool went out and splashed big on young talent in Darwin Nunez. City went out and bought Holland. United went out and just bought Anthony in a, you know, a drastically needed position. And, you know, they've improved their side 
with these players that are like are both expensive and like are part of the manager's philosophy and, and will help the manager. Yeah, I think bringing in Aubameyang for Tuchel was smart because he's, you know, a product of a former system that Tuchel did. But why sack him mm. if you're going to do that? Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like Bowley bought well for Tuchel to succeed at the early stage of the season and then didn't really... It almost feels like he didn't want Tuchel there to begin with. Yeah, we've saw that a lot, though, right? With, like, new owners usually want their own manager as mm-hmm. well. We have saw, like, ownerships change, and eventually the manager gets sacked. It look, kind of looked like they probably wanted him gone already, and they were looking for the reason to get rid of him. Uh, on your point on, on Aubameyang, I don't really think that one made sense just because you're bringing him into a system, even though Tuchel used to coach him. Mm-hmm. Dortmund's not what Chelsea is now. Dortmund no. were completely free-flowing. Aubameyang could just do what he wanted. Chelsea's a lot more defensive and kind of you know pragmatic. So it's a hard team for him to come in. Then you bring in Raheem Sterling as well. Doesn't really fit into that team. And you, you overspend probably on Fafana, even though he's a young talent. You spend an egregious a amount of money. A lot of money. Um, and then you also have to factor in that Bully also tried to get Ronaldo. And completely yeah. went against what Tuchel wanted. Yeah, he and Tuchel butted, butted yeah. heads on that, from my understanding, right? Mm-hmm. Is there was a lot of conversation between the two where, mm-hmm. where Tuchel was like, I don't want Ronaldo. Yeah, and exactly. Was like, well, about that, brother, you might get him. <laughs> exactly. We had this conversation. What was it? Two weeks, three weeks ago. That sporting or owners that try to be sporting directors never, never turn out good. It's the Manchester United uh, problem of old. Of you know, when you sack managers and you let this kind of guy who doesn't know football buy players, or you know, you have managers buy this hall of players and then sack them. You just end up having like an island of misfit toys mm-hmm. that the next manager has to try and pick up. Try and deal with, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see who is going to be brought into. Well, actually, it's going to be Potter. It's going to be Grand Potter. I agree, because, uh, I don't know, they met with him today. I didn't hear anything about meetings with Potch. Mm, it's going to be Potter. I think I think Grand Potter is absolutely going to be the next Chelsea manager. Um, I'm excited to see him manage a top side, get a chance to have, mm-hmm. you know, more or less a war chest and, like, really do his thing, you know, get, you know, reunited with his old pal Cucurella. But I'm excited to see what Potter, if he ends up becoming the the manager of Chelsea, I, I am excited to see what he does with that side, despite not liking Chelsea. So you think he gets it over Poch 100%? Yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason. I mean, I think Potter, unless he's either holding out for a different job, which, fair, or wants to see this project through with Brighton until the end of the season, I don't see any reason why, why Potter won't be like, yeah, this is like my chance to like really do mm-hmm. it on the big stage. I'm getting my opportunity with a top, top club. Sorry, Brighton. Like, I'm going to take this opportunity. To me, it feels like a no-brainer to bring in Grand Potter right now. Yeah, but on the other side of the coin, I was talking with Cam and Bass about this this morning. And it's like, if you're Grand Potter, they've backed him as a manager. They've started really, really hot this season. And maybe it's the best opportunity for this club to perform. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're Grand Potter and Chelsea come knocking, do you go? Like, it's either you become a, a legend where you are because you're doing something great with the team that could probably end up finishing ninth, 10th, if they stay on pace with what they're doing, injury-free, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or do you step up and finish 7th, 8th, ninth, 
with a Chelsea side that yeah. just because it's Chelsea Football Club, do you take that opportunity? It's like you're you're getting your name as the managerial kind of nod in a top four club, like a perpetual top four, five, six club. Mm-hmm. Like you jump on that opportunity if you're a manager, but he could do great things with what he has right yeah. now. He's done a lot of good business. Has his has his foundation set over a few years, so I, I guess it's it's just like trying to play devil's advocate. It's a tough situation to be in for Chelsea Football Club because there isn't really anybody other than Poch, Zidane, um, Ranieri's available, Bielsa's available. Oh, but no way! Like, <laughs> also goes to Chelsea. Going to Chelsea. <laughs> you know, Rafa Benitez. Like we were going through the list of managers that are are could be potential candidates outside of Grand Potter because there is a catch-22 here. He has a decent side. He's mm-hmm. worked yeah. really hard to build this. Does he say fuck off and go go to Stamford Bridge or does he stay and complete the project and come in after they maybe maybe yeah. Chelsea finds an interim manager for the time being and then the target comes I, in? At the end of the day, Chelsea's just a ruthless job. Yeah, and that's, it, that's true. Too. Tuchel, Mourinho, and Conte have proved that, winning major trophies there and getting sacked like the next year. Mm-hmm. Also under a different ownership. You so. can't be a legend at Chelsea. So I don't know what Potter... I, I get like as a manager, you're waiting for that top club to come calling for you, and Chelsea's definitely one of those. But yeah. where do you go from there once you get sacked from Chelsea? Uh, it, it seems like a tough ask for mm-hmm. me. I hope he holds out and either takes the England job after Southgate yeah. steps down next summer or holds out a little <laughs> bit longer and City can get him after Pep. Yeah. I mean, Potter is going to be a really top manager mm-hmm. wherever he goes. I hope he takes the England job as well, though. Yeah, I'd love to see he do bits. Graham Potter managing that, all that talent instead of Southgate. But I think that's why I kind of favored Potch a little bit. I think Potch is more suited for that role, like having coached PSG for a while. Mm. He, he he can deal with big personalities, and he's also like not afraid to go in and like dare and like really go out and try and also get sacked at the end. You know, he's probably comfortable with that a little bit. I don't think the fans will take well the Pochettino. I think is the yeah. biggest thing. I don't. That's fair I too. think he's going to have to do a lot if he doesn't start hot. I the Stamford Bridge will turn on him. Yeah, and he has history with Spurs, obviously. Yeah, so I mean, that's the biggest thing. I think at the end of the day, you know, Tuchel being sacked is the first kind of peg in Todd Bowley's era here at Chelsea Football Club. So, you know, I, I'd be curious to see what it looks like a year from now. Like, I think this year is a, a, a wild card. It's weird because you have this, like, eight-week period where you're playing games, club games, and then you're just taking another eight weeks and going and playing for your country in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, it could be a situation where teams are thinking, you know, this early 10-week period before the World Cup is all throwaway. Like, mm-hmm. everything else afterward matters. So this could be just being used as an extended preseason to sort things out and figure out what to do from here. Mm. But I think it's a really weird time. I don't think it's justified at the end of the day, and we're just going to have to let it ride. Yeah. yeah, he leaves with a you know a pretty solid record, three major trophies, Champions League. He probably goes down as a successful tenure at Chelsea. I'd say so, but yeah. they move on uh, to new things. I don't think at the beginning of the season we would have said that him and Scott Parker would have got sacked before Lampard, Gerrard, or Brendan Rodgers, though. But here we are. Here we are. This is the Premier League. We were joking joking about that like a few weeks ago, too. Like, who's going to be the first one to go? Mm. And I guess... Yeah, because I think Villa and Everton play each other soon. We were, like, looking at that (laughs) as, like, El Sack. Yeah. 
I was thinking how to say that. We'll move on to the the Premier League this weekend. Cover some some fixtures. First game of the weekend, Liverpool draw with Everton, nil nil. Classic derby game. That was fun. Uh, that was fun. I like that game. I was oh. impre- goalkeeping display. Yes, Im- immaculate on both sides. It Pickford. was one game in particular where every time the camera cut to Pickford, it was like it was justified shit housing because mm-hmm. he 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 was a wall this weekend. Mm-hmm. He was really good. Um, so was Allison. To be fair, it was to be Allison's fair, yeah. been our best player this year. Uh, I don't know about Allison. Like. It's the stats are tough to look at because we're getting cut open so much through the midfield and the defensive back pairing. Um, but I don't know. I just I feel like we're not as confident at the back anymore as we've been over no. the last few years. And it's it, Allison's the one getting the brunt end of it at the end of the day. The score line letting in early goals. Um, obviously, in this fixture, it, it ended in a scoreless draw, which is so surprising with the with some of the shots that were taken throughout that game. Um, I think I think Louis Diaz has been our best player this year. He's phenomenal there as well. And I just I don't know. It's it's a it's a, it's just a weird start to the Liverpool season. You guys yeah. have been violently pedestrian to yeah. start the season. Like I still think he'll turn it around. I'm not I'm not on the like. Liverpool are bad trained just yet. Uh, Van Dyke and Trent Alexander-Arnold are on fraud watch for me. But I, I think you guys will end up yeah. riding the ship. I, it's, I think it's so tough with, like, just your lack of depth in the midfield right now. The injuries, Thiago being made of glass. James Milner's fucking 37 Every years old. He, a lot of minutes. He yeah. shouldn't be starting no. games for you right I now. love Millie, too, and I'm a Millie defender. But, like you said... There's a level of like how many minutes you should be playing. Yeah, and I want him involved. Like I love him in the locker room, whatever. But you shouldn't be starting Champions League matches. No, Napoli. He, he can play, you know, ten fifteen minutes against anyone the in law. the yeah. yeah anyone in the bottom half of the table. But like you can't. He's literally old enough to be like half the league's father at this point. Mm. Um, you know, I love Milner, but even even like I know we're talking about the Premier League, but today, like, I find it hard captaining him as a secondary choice, too, just because it feels like the mental state when he's out there is just kind of so sporadic now. Mm. It feels very rushed. It feels like he's overwhelmed at times. I don't know if it's the best position for him to be in right now, but it's the only position that he can fill at at the moment. And I, I, going into this season, I was almost 100% sure Milner was done. We weren't signing him on for another year. Um, but it's been clear that he's been probably the furthest off the pace out of everybody that's played minutes for us mm-hmm. this season. Yeah, probably. And to get, to get back to the averaging games, Milner yeah. didn't actually play right. or Sorry. didn't start. Uh, we did get the lineup we've kind of been all been hoping for, which I think does shut some people up a little bit. That like not not saying that Milner should be like first choice, but that Klopp probably knows a little bit of what he's doing starting right. Henderson and stuff. Because I do think Carvalho and Elliott got a little bit too far away from Fabinho at times, yep. left Fabinho on an island. Uh, but like Pat said, I don't know how a goal wasn't scored. You had uh, three expected goals, I think, in that game overall. Um, we hit the post uh, three times. Yep. Everton hit the post once. Uh, that one, the double play where Nunez hits it on the back volley. And I have then no Diaz, idea how that didn't go in. I have no idea that. how that didn't go in. Uh, and what a screamer that would have been if Nunez hit that on the back stick. It would have been gorgeous. Uh, 
but yeah, you leave with a, a draw, and it, it's hard to obviously you want Liverpool to go in and win a derby, but it, it's not a surprising result because no. it's the second most drawed fixture in the Prem. Mm. Uh, That's funny. Yeah, behind funny. Chelsea, Man United, or uh, Man, yeah, Chelsea, Man United, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, leave with a point. It sucks. Uh, you got to move on. It's a game at Goodison. I don't know what else. We were right we there again. for the asking. Uh, the only thing I will, I was concerned about is that we almost lost the game. And if Connor Cody would have scored to, to beat us, that would have been pretty tough. I would have nailed in the, the coffin. coffin. Scouser. Uh, Jinx. <laughs> That's tough, dude. That's tough. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you know what else is tough? Um, Arsenal's back four. Yeah, man. Rough transition rip. there, but they they did not look great against Man United. Uh, I don't know, but it's just something they like just get eaten on the counter attack. Uh, you know, fair play to Man United. On a side note, fair play to Man United. Yeah, they really they turned it around. Look the last like four weeks. they're actually going to be a serious club after the first two games of the yeah. season. I I do think that. They're starting to figure it out. I think Ten Hag is starting to put guys in the places he needs them in, and I think Man United are really starting to fight, find their rhythm, find their feet, so to speak, in the game. It's really, it feels like even though Ten Hag is a very like progressive and attacking manager, this current United side kind of has that like United of old DNA mm. to just like eat you on the counter attack, score, you know, score. Look like they're going to score every time they go forward. They looked a lot better at the back too yep. against Arsenal in particular. I mean. Saka had that goal, um, and it was kind of just like an all-over-the-place moment at the back. But, I mean, outside of that, I think Lissandra Martinez and Varane, like, is the pairing Mm. for them going forward. Um, I think Anthony scored a great, great goal, you know, to just, like, make himself known to the the old Trafford faithful, so to speak. Um, Do you see that moment, um, side note, do you see that moment after his goal where the ref had to talk to him and, like... He did that get him to, to relax because he was winding up the Arsenal fans. I just don't think he knew where he was in the stadium. Oh, Because he was, like, fair, yeah, pointing at the sure. badge and, like, yelling and stuff, but he was doing it at, at the away yeah, section. He, he did a little tiger, like, claw thing. It, it was a little weird. But uh, the goal was class. It opened yeah. his hips up. Great Nice finish. left foot finish. Uh, yeah, Arsenal didn't look good. They didn't pass their first big test, which they is what not. we've all been talking they about. not. Plenty more tests for a young Arsenal side throughout the season, though. I think, I think, again, like just piggybacking off of what we've talked about, they started last year so, so, so rough. So a, a disappointing result to United I don't think is going to be the end-all, be-all. I think Arteta is doing everything in his power to work with what he has. Mm. Um, and again, they're still gelling. But... Arsenal did not pass this weekend. No. I mean, 15, 15 points from your opening six games is still a really good return. Yeah. So you, gotta, you have to give Arsenal credit there. Um, and outside of that, I think I think they'll be fine. I still, yeah. I still peg them to finish in the top four after the way they've started if they can take the points that we know they should take. Because that was the biggest issue, I yeah. think, with them last year was their inability to just beat the teams that, like, they should, they should consistently yeah. beat. If they have a bad record against the top six, yeah, they're a young side. No one's going to say they're going to win the title. Maybe me saying they're going to finish second was a little <laughs> audacious. But bad record bad, bad record against the top six. You know, I think if they can take a couple of points here and there, they can win, like, the North London Derby at the Emirates and, mm-hmm. you know, get, like, a draw or two against some of the top sides. I, I think they'll be fine, honestly. Yeah. 
I was impressed with Ten Hag too, just to throw that in there on this game. I thought he out uh, coached Arteta. I like really like the Ronaldo sub uh, in the second half. I thought when Ronaldo came on, he actually really opened the game up. I think mm-hmm. they scored two goals after. Yep. Um, so I do like that from him. Uh, again, I think Arteta. I think he's building something. I'm still not 100% proven by him in big games, which, yep. again, like a young side, I think they're going to get caught out in those. Yeah. Uh, against those big sides. Yeah, they're back four on the on the Anthony goal was all over yeah. the place for him to find all that space. So I mean, you're just you're going to see that happen. But yeah, we'll, we'll move on to you though. Uh, City drop points against Villa. Yeah, dude, Villa just looked like they were like not ever going to lose that game. They were. Go, like they were just going for it, you know what I mean? They they were a side under pressure with a manager under pressure, and they needed to take something from that game. And yeah, City probably had a couple opportunities where they could have put the game to bed. Uh, but ultimately, I thought Villa defended really well. Their midfield was good. They were pressing us all over the place. Uh, ultimately, it was just you know Holland keeps scoring, and that's really ridiculous, man. He's a robot. Really, just gonna be what feels like the like story of the season. So to speak, it's it's just how many goals can he actually score? It's gonna be fucking fifty at this point. He's like gonna, Barry Bonds. When's he gonna like, stop what's he gonna do tonight? Yeah, I mean, not to. We'll talk about this later, but I mean, a brace and just bracing this Champions League debut for us. Another goal against Villa. Second fastest player, fastest player to ten goals in Premier League history, if I'm not mistaken, or like second fastest. I believe he's player. tied with yeah. uh, exactly with someone. Yeah. So. Just onward and upward, honestly. I, I, I think every... Like, I think I said it in the last episode, too, but it feels like every single game, me saying he's going to score 30 in the league just sounds less and less crazy. After, yeah. after every... You know, he's a third Seems of the like way there, like and it's been six games. selling it, honestly. Just the production we've seen out of him, it, it's been a seamless transition as much as it pains me to watch, like... City have been building the side for this moment for so long, mm. and it's like Holland has just fit right in. It's like he's just he's in all those places where like last year, if you were watching City in a ball like flashed across the six yard box, and you have a frustrated me being like, where the fuck is the runner? Mm. Holland is there. Yeah. His his instincts to just like be in the right place to score a goal, I think, are what makes him such a good player right now. I think that is his best footballing attribute is positioning. He just knows exactly where to be. He yep. can just like sniff out where the where the loose balls are going to fall to. He knows exactly where to be. Um and yeah, it's about, you, it's about it. I have a theoretical for you. Do you think uh Harry Kane would have put up the same numbers if he signed last summer? I think he doesn't score as many goals. I think Holland will outscore Harry Kane and Holland would outscore Harry Kane in this city side because okay. Kane is a lot more involved in the buildup. Yep. I think Kane probably in like an all around game sense would add a lot more to the city side. He would, would have taken away some of the creative burden on De Bruyne. He would have mm-hmm. been able to be a bit more involved in the buildup. We wouldn't have had to change our system at all. Really. Kane would have just been the false nine that we'd been playing with, except it would be Harry Kane instead of Phil Foden yep. filling that role. Um, but even outs- I, I don't think that he outscores Holland just because that's like all Holland knows how to do. That's fair. Is score goals. He'll always find himself in those positions where Harry Kane may find himself on the edge of the box or like building up a little bit more to like 
play the pass yeah. to someone. I think age and career uh, kind of arc play a huge difference in it too. With Holland, there's a much higher ceiling because that potential is still growing, mm. which is <clears> insane <throat> to say. Like the amount of production we get out of him, he's what, 21, 22 years old right now? 21. So it's just like the longevity of a career like that the build he has as a as a forward is he's a just, freak he's just a freak of nature he's the he's like the Giannis to football it's it's like just somebody that is built so differently than the stereotypical striker mm. this this player that is just like the top psychopath insanity good at like everything that he needs to be at at such a young age. And I saw something on um, Instagram the other day. It's like, fuck the Messi-Ronaldo era. We're in the Mbappe and Holland era now. It's like, these kids are adults now. They're 21, 22 years old. Mm-hmm. They're playing with the best of them, if not outproducing them at a much younger age. And it's insane to see, uh, honestly, Holland and... Holland's going to have Mbappe it's, washing his boots at this pace. Mm. Honestly. It's, Honestly. It's, it's gross to see how well he's taken to the Premier League, to his city side. It is like, it's like you wake up one day and it's like, how has this not been a thing for yeah. years? It's just like, he feels like it's just like, this is home. This is where I need to be right now. And I'm going to go. Shout out to Bruyne too. He just throwing shots off the backboard. He doesn't have to worry about shit. Now. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like magic Johnson throwing a ball up to Curry. <laughs> it's like that, that meme uh, of the, the fucking like the cat just like crossing the ball. Yeah. See, yeah. Those are really funny. The one where it's like the cat kicking and the, the other cat, cat like jumping yeah. like this. And it's just like, <laughs> De Bruyne to, to Holland. Yeah, he's yeah, in there he, somewhere. He did an interview, I guess, and, and they were talking about that. And he was just like, I mean, Holland, you know, he's always going to be there. It's just a little bit easier, I guess, now. He's, he's always going to score the goals. He's always going to do his thing. I think it was funny, me too, because De Bruyne is very, like, frank mm-hmm. in his interviews. So De Bruyne was like, yeah, he scores goals, but he could probably do a little more for the team. But he's going to score goals, so, you know, we're going to – keep giving him the ball we're gonna keep doing his thing <laughs> then he's, he's even said like yeah city are you know we're a good team and holland is a good player so it works <laughs> very very plain uh only other thing out of the premier league weekend i think we all kind of saw var get in the mud a little bit uh, a lot of bad bad decisions this weekend uh newcastle palace newcastle had a goal taken off uh, West Ham obviously had a goal taken him back too. That lost him two point or uh, a point. That one's insane. That Chelsea absolutely should have stood. Yep. The West Ham one I do think was probably one of the worst VAR calls in recent memory. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I mean, to go back to United um, Arsenal, did you, had, did yeah. you get, that was a foul. That was, that was a foul, right? That we're all on the same page that that Arsenal disallowed goal. Yeah. It would have made it 2-0. Yeah. That was probably the right call. Yeah, was that soft, was the right but call. But it was the right call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. West Ham was, was really bad, and Virgil probably should have got sent yeah, off. Yeah, he should have been After off. a second, third look at that, I probably changed my mind. Uh, you had one, too. Coutinho almost scored the winner. That one was a very close offsides call. That's, like, such a weird one. It is. Because they... I, I don't know. I guess, sure, the goal probably should have stood because Coutinho was on sides when you look at it, but... It's tricky. It was like after the phase of play had happened and Coutinho just like kicked the ball. He shot the ball after the whistle had blown. Yep. And it goes in, but it's like, okay, yeah, sure, you can 
you can say that, but if the whistle hadn't blown, does Ederson dive to try to make the save, and does he save it? It was just like a weird like second phase of play thing. The Coutinho one kind of felt like people grasping at straws to get Villa yeah. winner, if you ask That's me. That's fair. That's fair. I would love to see VAR turn into a thing where offsides, like the Champions League. That's the, so good. The graphics it's they It's so have. good. Yeah, put cameras all along the sideline that can tell. And they're going to have this for the World Cup. They have it for the Champions League where it, they can just graph it out. They have the players visualized on a camera map. And they can tell if scientifically if it was offsides or not. And the visuals are really fucking cool. Yes. It looks like something out of the video game Portal. The, they uh, look sick. The one thing I... I kind of don't like about the the difference between what we've seen in the Premier League so far and the Champions League uh, as of the last couple of days is the whistles that go into it like there there's this fine line where they want to leave the flag down for offsides let play go on but in in the in the Premier League or sorry, in the Champions League in the Premier League they've now gone back to blowing it when it's yeah. Pretty clear. Today in the Liverpool game, um, what was it, the 75th, 76th yeah, minute? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. There was a very clear offside that they didn't blow dead that took a couple minutes of game time away from Liverpool in a pretty dire situation. So I... I yeah, you're really... three goals down, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> that threw him off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anywho, uh, no, I'm just, I guess there, I, I just wish there was more of a balance between, <laughs> no, I, I agree. I between do agree. The, the two leagues because, I mean, I guess the six, seven leagues total, if we're really thinking about it. You've got like your governing bodies. Yeah, your governing bodies. Right, couldn't yeah. all come together and be like. Champions League is the best officiated one by a fucking it mile. Is, it is, but yeah. I just wish they would implement what the Premier League has done to kind of make the pace of play a little bit better. Let the game flow right. a little bit better. Just yeah. call it dead. If you if you have all this technology, call it dead Just and then make it. the change. Yeah. Use, it, use it in the end. Don't let play go on for an extra two minutes. Have all this confusing stuff. So then when we go back, we're like, oh, Coutinho could have had a goal there. Or this could have gotten called yeah. back because that mm -hmm. was offside five minutes ago. It creates this extra layer to a yeah, game it's, that's it just being, doesn't flow that's as supposed much. to yeah, be yeah, yeah. continuous. Yeah. yeah. On the note of the Champions League, also yeah. we can just quick tuck into Champions some stuff. League yeah. run through. We, we could just kind of like Very quick. fucking rapid yeah, fire these, rapid fire. no more than like forty five seconds one on the picture. Yeah, yes. Zagreb, Chelsea, one nil. Or Orsic, or uh, yeah. my guy. I had a half unit play on him to score at any time. Uh, dude is a baller. I think he scored nine goals already this season. Mm. Uh, Chelsea just looked fucking flawless. abysmal. Yeah. Bad top to top to bottom. Yeah, they had some control, and then the minute Zagreb scored, they were just like, "See you later." And yeah, Chelsea Zagreb had a couple down. chances too. Mm -hmm. uh, Kepa had a really nice save off the post. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Game that gets Tuchel sacked. Surprisingly, oh. a game where Kepa looked really good. Yeah, yeah. All things considered, fair. Kepa's really good at getting his managers fired. Um, <laughs> Dortmund Copenhagen. Dortmund you Copenhagen. This one was fun. I was really impressed with Dortmund. They looked really good going forward. Very free flowing football. Julian Brandt looked really, really good. Uh, there was an injury. 
Giorena gets to come on. Yeah, Giorena yeah, yeah. assist. Uh, Rafael Guerrero also looked really good for Dortmund, too. Nice 3 0 win against Copenhagen, who are absolutely finishing bottom of the group. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, Benfica, Maccabi, uh, Haifa, I believe. Uh, Benfica won that one 2 0. Shout out Roman. I don't think any of us watched that game. Nope, I did not. But they won. Uh, banger. That was yes. a banger. Yeah, I did that see got the goal in that yeah. game, though. Yeah, Grimaldo. Uh, yeah, great goal. Probably the goal of the season. Beautiful. Probably, yeah. Uh, Sevilla, Man City, uh, 4-0. Holland, brace in his Champions League debut for City. De Bruyne with a great assist to him. Uh, Phil Foden, wonder goal. Phenomenal, phenomenal goal from Phil Foden. Takes the ball down, jukes the defender, goes back same way, kind of like uh, like Ronaldinho versus Chelsea S, where it was just like one touch at the top of the box and just like drilled it through the yeah. defense into the opposite corner. Really, really good goal from him. Ruben Diaz grabs a funny goal at the end. There's like a tap-in, slid across to him. Uh, we looked really good. Manuel Akanji, extremely good debut. He's going to go down as one of the best signings of the season. I think he's a bargain for how good he's been for us. Plays with both feet, passes the ball really well. Only been like three, four trainings with us. Already looks very comfortable. Yeah. The young fullback, Sergio Gomez, too. I love the kid. Him and Cancelo should start against Tottenham this weekend. I don't like Kyle Walker right now. Oh, fair. Fair play. Um... RB Salzburg, AC Milan, that one finished one all. I did watch uh, second half of this one. Uh, I fucking am blanking on the AC Milan guy who scored. He's Belgian. Uh, something mockers. Anyway, uh, Arigi came on. Our boy, AC Milan fans giving him shit. No fucking Arigi slander on the timeline anymore. Uh, that's all I had on this <laughs> no one. We're going to get into it, but I wonder if it was added to Josh's band ter- terms on Twitter. No. <laughs> Oh, did Batch share this yeah. with you guys? It's going to come up one weekend. Um, next game, uh, Celtic-Real Madrid. Uh, Celtic, kind of a tale of two halves in this one. Celtic looked really strong in the first half. Um, Eden Hazard comes on. Rolling and, back the years, this like, game for Eden. Involved what, in all three goals. Must have yeah. been 2011 at this point. Mm. Um, vintage. Vintage Eden Hazard. A goal, an assist, and then a, and a hockey a, a assist. A pre-assist, yeah, for the, um, one of them, too. It was a really good game. Uh, Vinicius opened the scoring with a really, really well-worked goal. Um, no surprises out of that one. Mm-mm. Uh, next one, Leipzig, Shakhtar Donetsk. I uh, love Shakhtar. Yeah, Shout out Shakhtar. Uh, RB Leipzig are trash now, too. They lost so much. They're not going to get back up to that level this year, I don't think, in the Bundesliga. Or It's crazy that they were fighting for the Bundesliga a couple years ago. Mm, that team was insane, though. And then Bayern went and bought three of their best players and took their manager. Yeah, they just haven't invested, really, I don't think, uh, you know, as much uh, since then. Obviously, goes into the result. Mm-hmm. PSG, Juventus, next one, 2-1 at the Parc de Princes. Uh, Mbappe, two wonder goals. The, the yeah. link up with Neymar two was real. Great goals. Could have had an assist, though. Could yeah. have had an assist. Self, dude. I can, Messi beats like three dudes on the dribble and just plays Mbappe in behind. You've just got Neymar streaking all by himself. Mbappe just sides it into the side netting instead of just squaring it to Neymar. Mbappe is kind of uh, making a name for himself as a little bit of a diva. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the most important story out of this game, Weston McKinney, our boy, Got a goal. grabs a goal in Paris. Champions League goal with Messi at his backside. I we, mean, you couldn't write better. We love Americans. Two American goal involvements this weekend. Yes. Love to see it. Love to see it. We're winning the World Cup. Uh, that wraps up Tuesday's games. <laughs> First I don't one, know about that. First one to talk about uh, for Wednesday, Inter Bayern. Did you watch that one, Pat? I did. I did. Really we don't good. have scores for these ones. Two no, no logistics. <laughs> uh, two, believe it was 2-0 today. I think it was 2-0 as well. Sané scored a really, really well-taken goal. He was rolling back the years. Um, Bayern just look unbelievably yeah. good, and Inter look fine, I guess. But yep. Bayern look 
like the real deal. Mane looked decent too, but Sané man of the match performance out of him. Yeah, he actually won like Champions League UEFA man of the match after the game too. Got it, he was really, it. really good. We're missing one on here. Uh, Ajax Rangers. I believe Ajax won that game. It's like 4-0. Yeah, pretty bad. Beat and, the shit out of them, yeah. It was uh, 4-0. Eintracht Frankfurt also played Sporting. Got the shit kicked out of them in their first Champions League match ever at home. Tough. I had an Eintracht Frankfurt money line. Tough for me. Um, Barcelona Victoria. That one finished heavy-handed to Barca. 5-1 Barca. Uh, Lewandowski scored a hat-trick. Dembele played fucking incredible. Oh, my God. He's a new man. His wife changed him. He's (laughs) sick now. Uh, Napoli-Liverpool. Not much we have to say about this. Just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, 4-1. Performance out of everybody. Trash. Mm. Tough for the shout out all the Liverpool fans who fucking flew to Napoli to see that to see that piece of shit. The Maradona Mausoleum where Liverpool goes to die. Yeah, our our best result there, nil nil, nil nil. We did have a draw there eleven years ago. Uh, Madrid Porto next. I luckily got to see the end of this game. Crazy, holy shit! I I I was watching it with Bass and Cam, and holy shit! Like as soon as the penalty got called, I was like, Atletico are scoring another one. They scored yeah. three goals in the span of ten minutes at the end of the game. Mm. Absolutely, ten minutes of added time. Electric too. factor. Yeah, it was all, crazy. Yeah, all, all the goals, goals were in, in added, added time. time. It was an absolute barn burner. Griezmann in his allotted had twenty minutes grizzy. a game mm. had to be crazy. In his, thank God he came on in the sixtieth minute and his yep. allot- yeah. in his twenty minute allotment. Yep. He gets, he extra, gets thirty minutes extra a game. time going no, into that. No, added time <laughs> does not count. So that's that's why he will say be that playing full though. games in February. Uh, Tottenham, Marseille. Marseille got a red card in this one. Uh, Tottenham did win 2-0. Two, 2-0. Nil. Two nil. Two nil. Richarlison, Richarlison scored. scored a brace on his Champions League debut. Went over, hugged his family after the game that were all yeah, in saw attendance that. there. Shed some tears. Yeah, good for him, but also go fuck yourself. Uh, Tottenham's <laughs> starting to look a little bit scary. They look a little, bit, a little bit for me. Uh, Club Bruges, Leverkusen. I'm not sure how this one, one ended, nil. to be honest. 1-0 to Bruges. Oh, wow. That's a surprise. Uh, if you will. Club Bruggy. Yeah. Bruggy. That was UCL TBT. preview. We did a great run down there, boys. I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, yeah, we killed that shit. Uh, we flew through that motherfucker. We, we flew that. Yeah, that was All awesome. right, now let's take it Speed off run. the pitch. Let's get into the locker room yeah. and uh, get out of bounds. Out of bounds. I, I have three topics this week. I'm going to start it off with uh, we're going to follow in right from last week because we talked about witch doctors last week. Mm. <laughs> I don't follow because every time I get an update about this, I put it in the group chat. Uh, <laughs> so Pogba has confirmed to the police that he's used witch doctors now for injuries. The I don't want to say it's funny, um, but he ironic. is getting it's ironic. Yes, ironic. He is getting surgery uh, and will be out 40 to 60 days with a leg injury. Uh, tr- France, I believe, start their title defense in 70 days so it's gonna be close calls for the the world cup uh pogba witch doctors the saga continues Mm, i'm excited i hope we get a part three this is uh this has been an interesting story to follow for sure and and just like the timing it's can't be a coincidence it has to be like directly related to this i mean the the i mean the to like go back and talk about the last thing we referenced with uh, like the french football scandals the Valbuena and Benzema thing happened in a World Cup cycle too, didn't it? Yeah, I think so, it did. That's fucking wild to me, man. Crazy. Uh, next one, we talked about VAR already, but Lee Mason dropped as a, a VAR official for this weekend's Prem games. Uh, what do you good boys think about uh, refs getting dropped like I for big matches? Players get benched in big matches when they don't perform. If Lee Mason is going to fuck up like that, he maybe should go ref in the championship for a little bit. Yeah. I don't think you should like 
lose his job for it, but go Whoa, relegation go, for rest. Yes, yeah, holy you get shit. relegated. What a, you get Champions go, what League a too. I think Champions League already does that. But uh, go ref in the championship. Go go ref some non-league. You know, go be a linesman at a Sunday yeah. league game, and then you can come back to the big boys. Can we get a sofa score rating every game for, for refs? Yeah, for refs. Please. Holy oh, shit! I think this is something we we brought up last year, and it needs to be done. Uh, the accountability. I, I think we were talking about Paul Tierney at the time. There, it's like, always PT. It's always Paul Tierney. It's always fucking favorite. Paul uh, But no, like I just, I, I think it's good. I think it's a, a step in the right direction to hold officials accountable for making wrong decisions that affect yeah. people's lives. At the end of the day, like mm. they affect, they, they. Somebody makes a wrong decision in a game that Tuchel is managing, and he gets fired the next day. Like yep. that. that there needs to be repercussions. There needs to be consistent training. There needs to be transparency. And I, I've, I've said mm. it before. I'll say it again. I rocks with it. I fucks with it. We agree. We agree with I that. I would agree with that. And last story here. Uh, I'm taking this back a couple days here to the deadline day. Uh, Bomba Diang from Olympique Marseille. This story is hilarious. Like following this throughout the day on Thursday <laughs> on deadline day. Um, was a Marseille player. Was going to go to Leeds, the the deal, personal terms agreed, contract ready, going to do his medical. On the tarmac at the airport, decides no more Leeds, doesn't want to do that, um, and, and accepts a proposal from OGC Nice. 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 Uh, nice. 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 Uh, nice. So he, he decides he's going to do that, uh, says, you know, Leeds, I'm done with you. I want to go do this project instead. Gets to do his medical and fails the medical. Uh, not enough time in the day to, to accept another proposal, take another private jet to whatever team wants to sign you at that point. So you end the day on Thursday having to go back to home at, play at Marseille, Marseille and uh, just act like nothing has ever happened. That's funny. I think that sounds like a typical weekend with me and my friends where we're like, <laughs> we're going to make a big life-changing decision. We plan through it. We go through the steps. We're going to go do something. And then Mitch wakes up at 6 o'clock. Then Mitch wakes up at <laughs> 6 o'clock and decides, hey, nope, not enough time. We're just going to yeah. go crawl back in our hole and yeah, with a our tail one. between our legs. That yep. is a tough That is look. funny. That's pretty funny. It's tough to shop yourself around on deadline day, and like you are really hoeing yourself out. Agent too. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just picture him sitting in in the plane, like figuring out. Uh, hey, pilot, do we have enough fuel to go to Paris real quick? I'm trying to. I'm trying to get to Nice. You need to backtrack. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't want to go to Leeds anymore. So we're gonna change the route. Get that cleared with the with the FAA or yep, whatever. We're good. And yeah, then, let's get it. Uh, oh shit! Now it's tough now to fail go medical to too. That's, yeah, that's failing bad. a medical is bad news. Doesn't matter who you are, what age you are. Um, and I don't have this on the list too, but it is kind of outside of uh, regular day-to-day football. Uh, Cardi to Galatasaray is a hilarious transfer. Yeah, Someone who was going to be a supposed top footballer a couple years ago uh, is now playing in him. Turkey. Well, he did steal someone's wife, and I think that was bad karma. Him and uh, it was Gomez. Yes, he used to be a Liverpool player, right? Maxi, Maxi, Maxi Gomez. Gomez. Yeah, the whole. Yeah. Scandal with stealing Wanda Mexico Cardi, wife, yeah. Wanda Cardi, and now there's all the the shit with him and Wanda on Instagram constantly. They just air out their dirty laundry. Oh on the shit! Yeah, last last year, yeah, Wanda caught him cheating or whatever. Insane. Yeah, absolutely insane. Out of bounds. Uh, covering football's biggest gossip everywhere. Yeah, the Monk and Gladback minute. Yeah, 
It's a bad weekend. It's a, it's a bad weekend to be a full. Uh, Koe Takara gets sent off. Uh, not Freiburg. Who the fuck did we play? Mines. It's in the notes. Mines. Mines score from the direct free kick following the red card, and we lose 1-0. It's about half it. Half. We are away to Freiburg at the weekend. We fall to eighth place in the Bundesliga. Go from second to eighth. That's it's tight. been a tough couple of weeks for you. Yeah, right? it's you barely biggest. lost to Bayern, or you drew we with drew Bayern. Bayern. It's it's a bad day to be a full. Bad day to be a full. Uh, speaking of direct free kicks, I have a question for you guys before we end the episode. Yep. What happened to indirect free kicks? I think you have to really specific thing has to happen to get an indirect free kick, and it's so uncommon we just don't get them. I feel like in high school we grew up playing and there was indirect free kicks. Okay, well, I feel like high school didn't always have the right rules because you could get called for a high boot for literally anything. <laughs> and I one time conceded a penalty with my back turned to the player that Ooh. I apparently pushed. So. I remember we scored a goal one time and it was like an indirect free kick, a banger free kick, like top bends, and it didn't touch anyone, so they didn't count. But I, I was wondering like where those went because I, I, like, I feel like they were a thing and now they're just not a thing. I think it's... We have to get into the history. Maybe this yeah, can be a mini Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that yeah, at a different time. We'll I do, we'll do the article. history of direct versus indirect free kicks on <laughs> I, did, I did some logistics research <laughs> there. Yes. There's a lot of layers a lot to, to that. I mean, yeah, no, we're not going to get into that 45 <sighs> minutes into the episode, unfortunately. That was, a, that was a good episode, boys. We covered it a lot. Was. Yeah, episode solid. 7, as always, if you, liked, uh, if, if you liked the content, if you want to banter with us feel free to reach out on instagram mm -hmm. leave yep. a comment uh videos on youtube when we can we're dealing with some technical difficulties on the uh on the, uh, the video side uh <laughs> right now we're trying to work through but uh, oh do we want to talk about uh i will i was just gonna ask if whoever's out there you know if lfc rick could please come forward and and let us know oh who you are. maybe we need to ask him for some advice on our fantasy team dude we might he's, he's <laughs> killing it i mean i think it's just the the holland triple captain really did him some did him numbies yeah, those were numbies 51, 51 points got him 51, 51 points. points i, I heard mean, he's first in all of his other leagues too even the ones with like 60 people do you know him personally <laughs> no gonna <laughs> 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 have to figure out who it is lfc rick if you want to reach out yeah come on the pod talk please. fantasy with us please, please do maybe look him up on twitter <laughs> maybe give him a follow <laughs> Toss a couple of likes is why. Throw a guy a bone. I'm going to be so fucking mad if you win the league. Does that mean the two of us just have to pull our money together and buy him a jersey? No, no fuck you. I, I would give it to second place, but that would be funny if I held you guys hostage over a kit. Uh, that's episode seven. <laughs> I fucking hate this. Like and subscribe uh, to the thing, baby. This is unhinged. Bye. I'm done. <laughs> Deuces. Peace.